So I mentioned that today we would pay special attention to our bulletin. You're all very astute to that. But today I want to draw your attention to the cover of your bulletin. Very often, Pam does a great job finding the appropriate clip art online that kind of represents what we might be talking about, what the theme of our message would be on any particular Sunday. But today, we didn't have to resort to any clip art. Today, we have a, an original image that many of you may see as being familiar. You may say to yourself, you know, I've seen that before. I just can't place exactly where I've seen it. Any guesses as to where this image might be? Miriam, yep, you've got it. Right over here on the uh, southeast corner of our church. The builders put together this stone structure some 50 years ago. And I've been intrigued by it. In fact, I was out there a few weeks ago when I was thinking about this message. And I was really intrigued by how that whole thing came together. So as we talk this morning, I invite you to kind of look at that and, and visualize that a little bit. And, and think about how it all came together. When I look at it, I actually look at it as a sort of team photo or congregational photo. We are all different shapes and sizes. We all have our various strengths and weaknesses. But when we come together as one, with Jesus Christ as the cornerstone, and by the way, you'll see the little image on the back of your bulletin there with the cross serving as the cornerstone. That is the solid ground on which we stand. Jesus Christ, our Savior is our rock and our foundation. But together with him, we form a very powerful fortress. And we become empowered, capable of service beyond belief. The long history of Oak Chapel bears that out. For the people seated here today, who have given enormous service to the Lord through this church and to this community, and those who have sat before us, those whose pews are now empty, those who have gone before us and have served this church and served our Lord so faithfully over the years. And in fact, set the example for each of us to say, I want to follow in line with that type of service. Now, the concept of living stones, let's face it, is an oxymoron. Those two words don't really fit together, right? I have never seen a stone that possesses the traits of a living being. Stone is, as they say, dead as a doornail. However, in Scripture, where the Word of God has incredible power, and we should reflect on that for just a moment, the incredible power of Scripture, there is a very strong reference to living stones. Now, what are these living stones? Or more appropriately, who are these living stones? I know this is a very astute group, but you probably already figured it out. You are the living stones. Now, it might not seem all that flattering to be called a stone, right? You know, we, we've heard that expression, that rather disparaging expression of, about a person that maybe does something silly. You, you call them a rockhead. Not, not a very nice thing to say. But still, it, it, it illustrates the point that we don't often see that as being complimentary. However, in the context of Scripture, when we think about being called a living stone, it is in fact perhaps 
the greatest compliment that we can give to those of us who claim to be disciples. In fact, that's one way in which we come to the Lord. You see, this living stone, and if you look again at the front of your bulletin, these stones are all different shapes and sizes. They don't serve any purpose. They don't fit. They're cast aside. They have no value except in the eyes of the Lord who sees them as being chosen and precious and therefore of immeasurable value. So the next time you look in the mirror, you don't necessarily like what you see. Consider that God sees an entirely different image, an entirely different picture, a living stone filled with strength and grace and mercy and honor and glory, glory to which you bring to God the Father in heaven. You are, and you need to hear this, you are very special. Very special to God. Because all of us are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. You are special because you are part of a major, major construction project. Yes, this house was built many years ago. And this house stands on solid ground. But the church is a moving, dynamic organization. And you are part of that movement as a living stone. No matter how large, no matter how small, you are essential to God's plan. So I would ask the question, do you, do you see yourself anywhere on the cover of today's bulletin? I do. I do. I see each and every one of you fitting in strategically and importantly, each according to your talents, each according to your faith, according to your passion, your willingness to listen for and answer the call of God. You are a living stone. So yeah, we've got all different shapes and sizes. We've got the big solid stones that maybe even sit at the foundation and have done so much work for this church. Every time you turn around, there's that stone, that person doing something for the betterment of the church. And then we have some smaller stones there. Maybe, maybe some children that are just finding their way along and they're looking for you to guide them. But they play an important role. They fill an important gap in this stone wall. And other shapes and sizes. Perhaps a person is busy in their profession. They don't, they're not able to attend worship as often. They're not able to be as active in the church. But they still play an integral role in this wall, in this structure, in this life of our holy and sacred church. I believe that no matter how great or small, you have a role in this church, and you've proven that. And subsequently, a role in the kingdom of God on earth. I can look around and see these faces and know just in the short time I've been here, the things that you've done, the commitment that you've made, 
the service that you offer, the love that you have for the Lord and for others. Scripture says, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So consider that and the importance of that statement. That because you stand near or you are positioned somewhere near the cornerstone of Christ in this foundation, you will not be put to shame. Yes, in terms of our world, sometimes you may be laughed at or ridiculed for your faith. But in the eyes of God, you will never be put to shame. Christ is the cornerstone. We are the construction zone. We are the ones that keep it going, keep it moving, keep it building. Because if we don't, no matter how strong this structure is, the doors close and the church dies. We have to remain active. We have to remain vibrant. And I know what you're thinking because I'm thinking the same thing right now. Things aren't looking real good. For our church, for God's church on earth, that to me makes your role as a living stone all the more important to go out into the world to demonstrate your faith in a holy and humble fashion. To not be carried away with who you are or what you've committed to do. But in fact, to come before others in service of the Lord. And look for ways that you can help. Ways that you can reach out to others. So that next week, or maybe next month, or it might be not till 2021, that a few more people are joining us here in this sacred sanctuary. And then perhaps a little later on in the year, we take down the... the uh, ropes and we open up all the pews the vaccine is discovered god gives us new life and new hope and more people come and more people join us and we can sit side by side arm and arm lifting up the name of god together and building up his kingdom here on earth jesus was rejected and continues to be rejected in this world perhaps that's why our gathering this morning is so sparse. But when we stand with Him, despite the circumstances, despite the gloomy outlook, we stand together and we stand strong in Him. And when we do that, through our works of service, we are able to lift up and inspire others to seek Him. I would love to have been here when the wall that I was referring to was constructed. There's another one over there. Roger, Roger, a couple of you others, longtime members of the church, may have been there when that was taking place. I, was one, I would wonder, what, what was the thought process? Did they just gather a bunch of stones and say, well, well, we'll see what we can do? Was there a strategic plan? Or was it just on faith? Placing one stone after another, after another, Finding one that fits here, finding another one that fits there. The stone walls on the outside of this church are so representative of the living stones inside. Different shapes and sizes, but all with a very vital and important role. If you look again at the structure on the cover of your bulletin, again you see many great and powerful stones. 
And those stones may do the lion's share of the work. But again, you'll note those very small stones. Are they the children looking to find their way? We do not have, although we're all children of God, we don't have any children with us this morning. Will that day come soon? Will God bless us? Will we have an opportunity to fill the sanctuary once again with children who will start as a small stone and then grow into a larger stone and to complement the cornerstone? So all of this is to say what? Again, that despite these troubled times, despite the pervasive presence of decadence, destruction, and ultimately death in our world, there is hope. There is hope for all of us, for renewal, for reconciliation, and ultimately for redemption. Depending on your point of view, things might not look great right now. But I prefer to look at the strength of the living stones. That which is on the outside. Representative of that which is on the inside. We are a living stone filled with great strength. One that not only hears the word of God but also believes, embraces, and ultimately lives the word of God. So all of this begs the question... Where do you stand this morning? Whether you are a large and powerful stone or a small and less imposing stone, you are still a living stone. Anchored on a tested stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. As one who relies on it, we will never be stricken with panic. The Lord says, I will make the justice, I will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the plumb line. All we need to do is to stand strong as a living stone, committed to a life of obedience, holiness, and service. The stones outside, I don't think they'll ever be shaken. But the stones inside also have even greater strength and powerful because they are mobile, they are dynamic, and they are alive in Jesus Christ. Let us pray. The notion of serving the Lord as a living stone now seems abundantly clear. Lord God Jesus, we surrender what we perceive to be the power of the flesh and instead Put our faith in the strength of the rock-solid spirit. Call us and use us as a living stone, fortified and strengthened by you, to serve your people, to better your world, and to glorify your name, now and forever. Amen.